Hi, I'm Nadia DeMarco and this is my Diary of a Fit Bird podcast where we will be discussing all things fitness, food and of course the 4-3-2-1 method. Hi, welcome to this week's 4-3-2-1 podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Julio Spella, my husband and 4321 enthusiast, I think it's fair to say. Welcome Julio to the podcast. Morning. Are you excited to be here? Yes, I am. It's, um, it'll be interesting to see what you actually do at your work for, for a change rather than bossing me about. I work incredibly hard. I think you'll find. I think you'll find. So Julio, for those that don't know, tell everybody a little about uh, what you do for a living and how you came to the 4321 method? Yeah, I think um, how to describe what I do for a living at the moment, I am heavily involved with the 4321 method. So um, since the birth of Paolo, we decided about trying to find this work-life balance and being head coach at White Craig's Tennis Club, I took the view that to have the flexibility, the time it takes to look after a young one, the time it takes to develop a business, I had to create more time, or we had to create more time. So we made the decision that something had to give, and at that point it was my full-time role at White Craig's Tennis Club. So so that's how sort of the decision-making, the process came to to being involved with the 4321 method, um, and I'm very much involved trying to drive that forward, give you a hand, look after Paolo, juggle life, along with, um, luckily enough, still being involved with a couple of tennis projects that I thoroughly enjoy. So one that I am very much privileged to be part of is the Judy Murray Tennis Foundation, uh, involved with a project in Greenock to bring tennis to the local community, to disadvantaged children, children and adults who may not have the opportunity to play. And also doing some refereeing with Tennis Scotland, um, which is great because it puts me back to play and actually playing with um, or helping others to play and to give opportunities that way. So that's sort of my my uh-huh. my yes at the moment and your current situation. Just to give a uh, some people who don't know us as well, maybe a bit of insight into that career change. So uh, prior to us having our son, who's just over one. Um, I was a full-time personal trainer delivering one-to-one sessions and Julio was a full-time tennis coach, both very long and social hours. We didn't yep, see a yep. lot of each other. <laughs> uh, we've gone the opposite way where we probably see too much of each other. Uh, but um, we kind of realised that at some point something had to give. Yep. I had developed uh, this 4-3-2-1 method and we were incredibly passionate about it. And for years, actually, we had, I, I'd ran it alongside my one-to-one mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of business. And it'd been something we had discussed doing together for a long, long time. And I suppose we just probably weren't brave enough to do that. And then we had Paolo. And for some reason, we decided that that was the optimum time to take a massive risk. Um, And that led to me trimming down my one-to-one hours and doing a lot less than I did before. Mm -hmm. And you cutting down your tennis well, leaving your full-time yeah. tennis job yep. and just doing some some ad hoc tennis work. So that's just a bit of background for those of you that don't know sort of what was happening uh, mm-hmm. uh, before. Um, but to go back to your tennis career, that's been the largest part of your 
kind of career so far is your life in tennis. Yep, yep. And what was it that you let's talk, let's talk about what you enjoyed the most about being a tennis coach. I think what what you enjoy the most certainly for me is the reward that you get when you help people. You get to you know on a daily you know, sometimes hourly basis, you get to interact and to influence people and to help them. Um, and that that's what that's what gives me the biggest satisfaction is that although although you, you strike up a professional relationship, it's it's also you get you get to socialise or become part of, of their lives and influence and 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 if done in the right way, the you know people do look look to you to you know as part of their fair to say extended family or, or part of the environment where they look forward to coming to your sessions. You get to help them. You you, know, you can build self esteem. You can build confidence with them. You give them goals, a wee bit of aspiration, and and that's not to say to you know to produce the next Wimbledon champion, but aspirations to go out and be the best that they can be. Um, and that I, I, and to see that to see to see people grow and develop certainly is you know that that's the one thing that, that I always enjoyed, especially when you work with people who appreciate it. And I've been fortunate over the years that so many people have appreciated the input that the the myself and you know lots of other tennis coaches, um, have, and it's that appreciation that really gives you you make makes you feel worthwhile. I think that's one of the big parallels between our job, actually, and that's what's made, I think, your transition from being a tennis coach into uh, the 4 3 method quite easy because, actually, a lot of those things are just exactly the same. Yes, there's slightly different skill sets. Like, you can teach someone in the backhand. I can't. Uh, I am much better at analysing food diaries and things. Like, you know, there, there are certain specific skills that are slightly different. But, actually, in a broad sense, it's very, very similar. It's just about bringing out the best in people mm-hmm. yep. and helping them try to achieve what they set out to achieve and to, to kind of feel as good about themselves as they possibly can, eh, which is, I think, what, which is really cool is that we've always had, like, our, our careers have always been quite paralleled all the way along. And I similarly, I would say the drawbacks are the same, you know, in terms of long hours, yep. Um, yep. you know, kind of unsociable hours. Um, you know, what would you, would you say, you know, for me, that's definitely the downsides of personal training is, you know, the day starts at half six, Certainly before I had the baby, it finished at nine o'clock at night. You know, the day was just incredibly long. And as much as I love my job, it's hard to constantly put in those hours all the time. Would you say that was the biggest drawback for you as well? Or were there other things you have to battle the elements a lot more than I do and stuff, you know, with the rain and the wind? But what yeah. would you say were the biggest drawbacks of being a test coach? I think um, probably in, in Scotland, in the west of Scotland, it can be very easy to become isolated you know, so a lot, a lot. If you think about sports clubs, are going to be have their peak busy times, um, outside of work, traditional working hours, so weekends and evenings. So a lot of the time when you're trying to to develop the club, you're trying to organise your business, you're trying to organise programs, tournaments. You know, you're working a lot. You know, in a club in an office with maybe one or two people, and it's having that team around you. And and I had a good team of coaches. And when we were Saturday mornings, thoroughly enjoyed it. The place was, you know, White Craigs. We we got it absolutely um, buzzing. But that and and you love that. You love that environment. But that that people only see that. That's the final product to get there. Is very tough, and there's a lot of long hours. You don't really have as many colleagues. 
So, you know, the, the advantage of now coming to work with the 4-3-2-1 method is we bounce ideas off each other, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more. We've got maybe now a team of four or five that, that we interact almost on a daily basis or or, 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 we're, or we're sort of thinking about each other on a daily basis. And and to be, yes, I would say head coaches are the the face of clubs or the face of of the organisation that you're there. And, and that... And, and that does provide with a lot of interaction, but working on your own, um, I found what was one of the toughest things, and yeah. especially especially if you're working your own and then trying to influence change, you know, maybe maybe sometimes when when you would like to do something, and there's a decision process there, you need you you need to try and try and you um, coordinate or meet with other people that you can't pick up the phone to it's not a colleague alongside you mm-hmm. so that there's a wee bit of time you need to wait for a committee to get back or a volunteer to get back and that's that's nothing that, that's their fault um it's just the makeup of the of the industry but yes. you know sometimes sometimes you are isolated i think that that's a common thing um yeah I, I, along with the you know as you say the elements mm-hmm. you know the i never found the elements you know, yes, you get peers where, where they can be too bad, but you, you know what to expect, you know how to get on with it. You can't, certainly in this country, you can't be watching the forecast and thinking it's going to be right all the time or a guarantee on it. But for me, you know, the understanding of what that one hour looks like, there's so much prep before it. Then if you're going, if you do get a wet hour, a wet week, especially in some of the months that we have, to dry off the equipment, to set everything out so things are kept good, the quality's kept high, you 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 get your clothes dry. That it's, you know, one hour on court can be can be two two and a half times that outside yes, that and, yes. and, and 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 for people to see behind the scenes when 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 you are on your own, um, yeah, I found that that that's not always the easiest. And let's then talk about a little bit um of your fitness journey. So mm-hmm. you're, I think it's fair to say you're much more of a a sports guy. You'd yes, rather, much yes. rather be playing sports than in the gym. Yep, yep. What What are your sports? Tell me what sports you like to play. Um, well, I've always been always been a sports guy, and that that comes from being a kid and just playing, playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I was lucky. My, my primary school was, you know, a stone's throw away from the house. So you know, what I used to play in the playground. We used to play football in the playground, and. You know, and and that that is continued. So I've always been a sports guy. Tennis club was, you know, a couple of hundred yards away from me in a gown in Greenock, and and that and it meant that we could just go and hit a tennis ball. And to be honest, I know tennis gets a little bit of the accessibility, but that club for me and my brother was always accessible. It was close by. There wasn't really too many barriers to play at that yes. time, which was probably we were in a fortunate position. Um. And we were reasonable players, so it meant that a small club, you got maybe a couple of opportunities, but we didn't really have um, much coaching at, at the formative years. Um, so my sport's always been based on playing, certainly now. Um, it's very much um, football that I don't really play much of now, um, tennis and golf. 
and you know all about my golf. I do know all about your golf. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> to, to my defence, is literally one game, maybe a week or a fortnight. I'm not, you know, you're I, not, you're not quite a golf widow. I, not now, anyway. Maybe, maybe no, in previous no, times. It's, it, people may may acknowledge, it. and I think this is the same in a lot of households. I have to admit, is that that Julio's games of golf are probably amongst the biggest arguments that we have. Um, and actually, you're not too bad. It's just that, you know, a game of golf is so time-consuming. That's my yeah. biggest um, yep. uh, uh, argument about it is that it's, it's you know, it's half the day is gone. Yes. Uh, anyway, but we'll, we'll digress on that. We'll have it. We'll <laughs> discuss that off air rather than more on air. Um, but then, so, you know, the, in the time that I've known you, you were always a bit sporadic with the gym. Yep. You know, yep. you always kind of wanted to go to the gym more, more so to improve your golf and yep. improve your tennis and things. Um, and to get a bit of strength training that you felt, you've always been super, super active. And, you know, you've always, you know, at one point when you were, you were coaching at Whitecage, you were in 30,000 steps a day. Like, that's yep. not an exaggeration. Yes. Um, and so your activity levels were, have never been an issue, but you always felt like you needed to do a bit more strength work and yes. so, in all, you know, you were going to the gym for a while. Um, and then I think it's fair to say that you resisted the 4321 method a little. And I don't know um, if that's just because there's always, it's always difficult when it's your wife's program and yeah. she's running it for you. But I think it's fair to say that you resisted it for a period of time. Preferring yeah. to go to the gym and lift weights. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably from my... Um, my perception, you know, you're right. My, my activity levels and um, number of steps, and probably you know cardiovascular fitness, if you want to call it that, has always been very good. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly doing half miles a day, six times a week, easily on the tennis court. Yes. it's not an exaggeration. I'm not naturally the biggest guy, so probably historically, you know, from my teens I always felt that I always had to catch up I always had to work hard at it and when you think of working hard at something you probably think about time so therefore you know you know something that is half hour without equipment is that going to be able to get you know for me yeah. in my situation and with my challenge is that going to be able to give me the results that not the results you know I'm not looking to be big but certainly to be to be stronger and to to be able to to continue to do the things that I enjoy um, as I approach a fairly big birthday that we won't talk about <laughs> um, is, uh, you know, what was my drive? I, and the thing with, thing with the 4321 method, it, it became very convenient, you know, with, with everything going on to, you know, to be able to, to also work out with someone. You know, I was able to do it with you. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're going to the gym at the end of a day's work or trying to go use the wee gym at White Craze when I got half an, you know, half an hour, then trying to get a shower and get back out. It just was not convenient. But I think but I think it's fair to say that, and this, like a lot of people, you felt like time equaled results. So if you're in the yes. gym for an hour, you would get better results than if you were training for half an hour. And... Uh, in some respects, there's some truth in that because obviously um, you are training for double the amount of time a day. However, what's more important than time, and this is what I, I try to sort of um, persuade you about uh, in order to give the, the program a go, was that it's also about efficiency and yes. programming. Yes. And if you if you do the right thing in those 30 minutes and it's programmed correctly, you will see the results. Yeah. 
And, and as I talk to all my clients about, if you're able to fit it in, then you get that consistency yes. that a lot of people struggle with when they try and do a full hour session. Yep. They find they can maybe only get one session in a week or two sessions in a week. And therefore, even though they're training for slightly longer in that session, there's actually less consistency because they're not training as frequently. Yeah. And then they maybe miss a session because they can't fit in a full hour. So, so there is that factor. Um, but it, it's a big thing for people to think, am I going to get those results in 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the right programming and with the right efficiency to your training, you absolutely can. And yeah, I think yeah. what was really funny to see from my perspective was as as a trainer who's, who's delivered this program over a long time um, and obviously seen the results on a personal level and with, with, with clients was you actually couldn't believe the results you were getting. Yeah, yeah. You actually couldn't, like genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, genu- genuinely couldn't, you know, for, for someone who... Who had dabbled with with the with the gym and, and at times I've been, you know, certainly when I was more office based for a period when I was based in, in Greenock and and in the winter then at five o'clock I've always been I cannot finish a day at five o'clock and do nothing for the rest of my evening yes. it's just alien to me yes. you know it's just, I've never done it so when I had a period when I was office based in Greenock um that's when I went went to the gym and you know consistently. But fair to say, I, I was doing, you know, I, I the, the program was never tailored as the 4321 method is, and it's maybe not as progressive as, as what I was doing at the time. So, um, yeah, the results were once I started and one enjoyed it, you know, it's it's cool to do things. You know, I've always, as you say, I've always been into sport and, and developing, I suppose, technique and what and what I can do with a football, a tennis ball, a golf ball, or sometimes what I can do with all of those. Um, it's it was cool to see what your body could do when you start to do the with forty two one method. Yes, yeah, yeah. Body weight and uh, yeah, yeah, there's no equipment, so it was great to challenge your body. You know, and and then you know, for a wee bit of consistent consistency, you know, two three weeks in, you could. I felt stronger. I felt that, especially, you know, for me on a tennis court, it was always my back and my shoulders, you know, and, and no, no surprise tennis players with a wee bit of shoulder, shoulder mm-hmm, problems. Mm-hmm. And being able to carry my body and my posture being a lot better, I, you know, very quickly could feel less niggles, less aches, less pains. I could, I could physically start to then begin to see the difference. Yeah. Uh, in my body and how, but not just the difference um, physically, it's how, how you feel. You feel that wee bit more energetic. You feel as though, for me, it was a case of, great, what can I now do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, and for me, the good thing was, it was almost like a game. It was almost like playing. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I, you know, what things am I now going to do? What, what, you know, someone will maybe say, I'm going to do, you know, five reps of press-ups on a, on a medicine ball mm-hmm. I'm going great this is a little game how am I going to be able to press up in, in this medicine ball so um, that that really sort of got me you know instantly switched switched on to my training rather than it being a chore in the past because I wanted to be stronger to help me with my sport it then became of something that this was actually quite cool yeah. I could see the physical differences but more importantly, I could feel the benefits and how better I, I, I felt. I wasn't as tired. Mm-hmm. I could do 30 miles and feel stronger, carry my body stronger, um, not have, have the niggles. But then for day-to-day things, you know, how much easier it was to 
you know, to to pick up Paolo with ten shopping bags, you know, as your balance, you know what it's like. Yeah. You're always you've always got something to balance or, or to carry and you know, or twist them into car seats, you know, bending down low in the courts, things like that. You know, day to day things that that you want to enjoy life became so much easier for me. Yeah. But I never felt as though it was always half hour, you know, yeah. half hour in in the office, you know, when it suited us. The, our office is just like a, a spare room. Yeah, we set yeah, up like, an office. Yeah. We don't actually go to an office. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the office is spare room, drying room, um, place multi-purpose, to, multi, multi-purpose, multi-purpose um, room. Yes, Paolo's climbing then. It is um, a what, myriad. What I find really, um, what I think is really important, and this wasn't actually the reason that we set out to do it, but I think this has been um, a great result of what's happened is you started the four three two one method when you were coaching full-time at White Case because you'd no time to go to the gym. And I, I eventually said, come yep. on, do these 30-minute workouts with me. You'll feel the benefit. We'll fix your shoulder. Yep. And you said, right, fine, okay, we'll do it. And we started training together then. And then you, you kind of went through the program. I had the baby. And you, we then as I, I put, like post-baby, as I started to train again and you were still training with me, um, you then decided to come into the business and it was interesting because I then said to you, the best part about this is that you now totally understand mm-hmm. the product. Yep, because yep. For, for me, I developed the product as a result of my own training. I trained that way to get yep. certain results. And then I wrote the program to, you know, and I and I worked at it and I amended it. And so it's something I really understand. And I also now think so do you. Yes. And that's yeah. really cool because that wasn't, when you started doing it, that wasn't on our radar. That wasn't the point of you starting. Yeah. It was just yeah. for you to get fitter. But I think the cool thing is now is that you really understand it and you're really behind it. And, you, you know, you can have a discussion with people about your results and, and it's all very genuine. Yeah. yeah. And it's really cool because that was just not part of the, not part of the plan, but it was just really nice that that kind of came together. Um, and, you know, it's because I think that's important. Oh, when yeah. you come into a business that you understand what it is that you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah. I, you, you think about the just discussions that we had beforehand about different, you know, different ways of the, that we could maybe grow and develop it and work out how do we get this work-family balance that, that we all crave. And, and it's like, it, it, you know, you've got to have an understanding about the product and, and 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 I suppose a lot of tennis coaches or a lot of people based um at sports clubs probably golf coach golf um, pros would be the same thing that that lot you get lots and lots of advice or lots and lots of feedback like let's call it that from, from the members about what is potential mm-hmm. and I, I, but you've got to have that understanding of of how to how to grow how to develop you know what what uh what you know if you implement something what what how, what is not knock on effect and to be able to come in and and do the program and understand it understand the benefits understand you know the the time it takes the practicalities of it how, you know if you're going if you're going to roll that roll it out to clients what we're asking them to do and, and be able to answer any questions you know no matter what you know it's like you know, it's in any business you need you need to have that you need to know your product inside out. So for me, it was great to get that 
you know, in a way, training. Yes. You know, uh, you know yeah. that that's what it was. It was training, not physical training. It was business training. Um, as you know, you know, as a byproduct, yes, almost. Yes. And I think from there, you know, from a business perspective, for myself personally, the, the one big draw into moving into the four three to one method is that you know, although I've thoroughly enjoyed tennis coaching and been very good to me and I'm so glad I'm still heavily involved with it you know most 99% of tennis coaches are self-employed yes but uh, you know a little bit of that I you you potentially I don't know many who fully own their business yes you know whereas you know I've got the opportunity which is really quite nice to be very active with, with with the tennis um, and for the benefits I said about helping people and people appreciating it, I still have that, which is fantastic. But I've also now got the ability to grow and develop a business, and that's what I also enjoy. But now we've got full ownership, yeah. you know, and full decision making um, of our business, yeah. no, no matter what way it goes. So I think that you know, for me, it's been you never you never know how it's going to pan out when you make a decision that you know it's it's never as easy as you'll do a b c and then then it's then going to work out to do one two three next it's such a such a so many twists and turns but what is really nice is that you know still heavily involved with tennis and probably now want to do more because i've got that little balance that's very nice as well as wanting to do more on the business and the four three two one method side because i like being you know i like I like running a business and I and I and now that I've had this training I, I see so many opportunities of where to take it that really excites me so yes. so hopefully we, we found a wee niche that um, is certainly you know let's be honest it's in its first steps it's you know Paolo will probably take its next his next step because before we take our, our, our next world you know hopefully that will happen the next day or two but we're not far off don't get me wrong but it's um you know so it's looking good what you're telling me is you've got no regrets uh, no, no regrets at all. No regrets at all. I think um, you know I've always been a firm believer that you can only make the best decision at the time with the information that you have, uh, and there's there's no there's no regrets at all. Probably if I didn't leave White Craig's, it's fair to say that I would never have had opportunities with um, the foundation and with the refereeing that I thoroughly enjoy. So you know, you, you, I, I could have been thinking about x y you know what what do you do and procrastinate for far too long but no regrets the you know being able to have i think the cool thing is to have ownership of a business yeah. to do to work with something that you enjoy to the people that we that we are surrounded with you know it, it, it's so crucial when we have that um so no it's looking certainly no regrets and certainly looking forward and the good news is we're still married Yes, good, good news. It is, uh, yes, very much so. We weren't sure if that would still be the case. I know it is. There's been there's been no blood spilled so far, um, and, and hopefully yes, none. No, 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 well, no, 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 no. So thank you for joining me on my podcast. I no, hope thank that you was, very I much. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes, and uh, right, get the tea on. We've got another meeting. Okay, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on this week's Diary of a Fit Bird podcast. To follow more of my journey, join me on social media at Diary of a Fit Bird or to learn more about my methods, go to the 4321method.com.